for the last time oh get the tissues now welcome to live in the damn dream what's up i'm one of your hosts mike and i'm your other host sarah for one more week it's the end of the road um yeah wow, i sang usually and we're getting mike's singing voice i know usually i yell at you for singing because we can't afford the music rights but i figured whatever what are they gonna do cancel our show <laughs> sorry doing it ourselves we did that ourselves we did that ourselves <laughs> Exactly. Guys, um, thanks for making it um, here. If this is your first time listening in a while and you're like, wow, I didn't know you guys were ending the show. I stopped listening a few months ago. Well, you should have stayed with us the whole time. It's all your fault. Uh, no, we're kidding. Um, we explained this a couple of weeks ago. And Sarah, for anyone that maybe missed our initial announcement, why don't you, before we get into today's main topic, which is knowing when to quit in this industry, um, why don't you just give the people kind of a recap of why we're ending the show now we're ending the show because first and foremost we are living the damn dream which yeah. i think is really cool we've achieved the name of our podcast we both are so busy at this point with our jobs that it's become actually more difficult to find time to record and dare i say less enjoyable i don't that's <laughs> not really the case but you know what i mean it's a little bit more of a headache than it is a hobby at this point um, and it's just because we have really great things going on creatively. Um, so, you know, Mike, Mike and I started this podcast sort of as a means to help others for ourselves. We didn't necessarily have so much going on at the time. Then we had a pandemic, of course. Um, and it was really just to share anecdotal experiences about what it takes to make it in this industry or not um, so that you don't have to learn the hard way or you can enjoy our experiences learning some of it the hard way um and you know what it appears that we've learned enough because for the time <laughs> being we just simply it's been really really tricky for us to find common time to get together and record so we figured feels like a good time to end um we had gone on a, a little hiatus because of this very reason uh, came back and sort of thought you know what it might be a natural stopping point yeah and we've Thankfully, I think taught you guys a lot, pretty much everything we could teach anyone that's looking to break into the business. So if we just start repeating ourselves over and over, that's not a fun show. And what a lot of people don't realize about podcasts, some of the more popular ones, they've got producers and they've got people who book their guests and they have people who edit it and put all this stuff out and schedule it. And when you listen to this show, it's just us. We do like everything. Sarah like reaches to her network to get people. I'm editing the show um, and getting it up. We're both in the Google Doc, like trying to make everything happen. So it it, it did become, uh, unfortunately, yeah, a, a lot more work than I think uh, was good for us with everything else we have going on. So um, we do appreciate you guys sticking with us though and listening through a pandemic and through the before and the after times. And, and hopefully you were able to learn something. And if there's anyone in your life that is one day looking to get into this business on the acting side or the hosting side, these episodes are going to live on. They're not going to be deleted from the internet. They will be there. So just send them to one of our socials or to wherever they listen to podcasts, look up Live in the Damn Dream, and hopefully they'll find some of those episodes helpful uh, in the future too. And we can live yep. on even if we're not doing this every week. We have almost two years worth of content. So there's plenty of stuff to go around if you miss us. Um, of course, you can also hire Mike now because he has a <laughs> business. Um, so if you need more expertise, Mike is around to help in that capacity. I will still be entertaining and available via DM. So, you know, don't hesitate to reach out at any point. And who knows? 
Mike and I could revive this at some point, you know, through another lens. We have no idea. So it might come time where we're both like, oh, the Mets is no more. Display is this. Like, who right. knows what could if happen? If they can reboot Friends after all these years and get them all back together or like iCarly's back and she's an adult now, like, you never know. We might come back somehow, some way. That's a good point. So I feel like it's probably fitting for us to kind of talk about where we're at at this moment, right? And because we haven't done really a full recap in a while. Um, so what what are we so busy with? Like for anyone that, again, maybe have missed, they missed a few episodes or, you know, sort of just is curious as to what's taking up our day-to-day that we are quote unquote so busy, too busy for a podcast. Mike, what, what are you doing? Well, you mentioned my business and I'm finally starting to see some clients come in after a few months of, you know, advertising and and networking it. And uh, Mike Janella Media, shameless plug, go check it out if you want some individual coaching or I put all the lessons that we've gotten to on this podcast in like a nice downloadable format that you can do without ever having to talk to me even. Um, Sarah graciously offered uh, an interview for one of my masterclass sessions so you can watch interviews that I have with people like Sarah about how to succeed in different parts of the business. And I just talked to a seven-year-old this week. Well, it's her mom, but a seven-year-old who loves movies and started doing movie reviews on YouTube and wants to learn how to make sure she's doing them right and doing them great. And it's freaking adorable. And I love that someone that young, you know, has a passion already, right, for doing kind of what we do and and the parents who are very supportive of it. And they don't seem, you know, momagery. So I, I like it. It's like a good a good vibe. Um, someone else who reached out to me this week saying they're on the opposite spectrum, you know, older, um, adults, and they've never hosted before, but they want to get into it. And is it too late? And if there's one thing we've talked about on this podcast, it's never too late to live the damn dream and chase your, your passion and try something new. So that's really exciting. And hopefully you guys listening, if you're interested, um, I'd love to work with you individually too. But yeah, the, the bulk of my time now is with the Mets. Uh, it's baseball season. We're in the swing of it. I'm hosting a pregame show live. Live, uh, before every home Mets game at the stadium. I, I write the full script. I host the full thing. It's a big production. Then I'm hosting in-game during every game at home and then hosting a post-game show live on Twitter. So if you're ever wanting to hear me talk Mets baseball after every game the Mets win, whether they're home or away, jump on Twitter, follow the Mets. You'll see that we're live. I'm taking questions from fans live on the spot. So that's been awesome because I love working live. I love ad-living. I love that adrenaline of not having a script and kind of just going without a net. So that's awesome. And then hosting still with the American Kennel Club. So Uh, talking dogs and learning from trainers and experts and doing a lot more projects with them that are going to be coming up the rest of the summer that I haven't done yet. So if you like dogs and you like me, uh, check that out with the American Kennel Club. So that and then traveling and and getting to be with family and, and just, you know, enjoying summer. So it's a lot on my plate. What about you? Well, I have some work news i Hmm. uh officially am moving back to new york um, look at that concrete jungle where dreams are made of yep so i that first week of august i will be moving back um and this is really exciting because it means that we are going to have an in-person studio in manhattan starting september 1st which is really 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 cool I'll be able to bring on in-person guests and yeah, I mean, you'll have to stay tuned for more, but essentially we're looking at having a rotating sort of group of creatives of all the different niches that take up social media. So let's say a fashion person, a comedian, 
uh, someone in music, someone in food or fitness coming in, utilizing the space to make content, to be on my show and then rotate out after that month um, and just keep bringing people in to, you know, make content and chat about their process. So that's what I'm looking forward to. It also means that August will still be trivia, but we're sort of taking um, a little bit of a step back from the show in the meantime, just to like give ourselves enough room to plan and pivot and move into a new space. Um, so if you are someone that watches uh, today on display, those will be reruns. Um, if you haven't seen them before, or haven't seen all if of they, them, definitely. It won't tune be reruns in. to you. <laughs> exactly. Definitely tune in. And but trivia will continue every single weeknight um, right around 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you're here for the trivia, go and play there. Um, and what else do I want to say? I mean, I have been busy in the last three days. I have had, I am not even kidding, over 10 auditions due. Oh, damn. Um, which is wild. So from, I, I've taped for, um, clients like CBS, Brooks, um, who else? I taped for a Lifetime movie, just all kinds of stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll see. And an untitled history show. Um, so to host that. So it's like stuff all over the board. Um, I'm hoping, you know, we've talked a lot about rejection on here. I'm like, what are the odds? I literally just taped for 10 auditions. If I don't book one, I will say, be like, like, what am I doing wrong? But yeah. at the same time, that's also, that's the biz. Like sometimes that happens. So you'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. But yeah, I, I just, I, the auditions are back. So I'm excited about that. Um, very excited to move back into New York and continue to grow display. Yeah, basically my contact, my contract just got renewed for a bunch more months. So that means I have work coming in. Woo! Um, yeah, and I, same thing. I'm, I got a birthday coming up in August. I'm gonna try to see some family, um, see my niece slash goddaughter, you know, and just like chill a little bit because it feels like it's been nonstop for months, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, but you know, I can feel the burnout if I don't take a little bit of a break. So I'm, I'm trying to find that balance and. Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been tough. The last I have one more week that's going to be pretty tough, and then it should get a little bit easier. All right. Well, that's great to hear about the auditions because we just talked on this show like a month or two ago how it seemed so dry in the beginning of the summer and there was just nothing there. So now, when it rains, it pours. That's another lesson from this podcast. When it rains, it pours, good and bad. So hopefully you nail at least. I let's go. What do you think? Three out of those four, four out of those ten. High odds, Mike. I I know. I got a lot of pressure on me. When something's basically like for Brooks, it's like I had to basically tape me running. So it's like that's on form. If they don't like the way I run. Right. They're not. Oh, she has too much of a heel toe gait. That's not going to do it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. And yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I like to think that my tapes are pretty good. I will say that the lifetime thing that I did, um, I felt great about it. I had to do I actually this is kind of funny. Uh, and if you're a member of my Patreon, you got to see this tape. So there's a shameless plug. If you want to see some behind the scenes Sarah self tapes, go check out my Patreon. You can subscribe to that um, for as little as five bucks a month. You get to see some of these tapes. But there you go. I basically play a grizzled 65 year old New Yorker. I know it sounds crazy. And my agent, when she sent it to me, was like, I realize it says 65 because of a series of flashback scenes. They're they are hiring a young actress and then they're going to age her with makeup. So they want to make sure that you can play old 
grizzled New Yorker. Oh, interesting. Um, and I truly, it's not something I ever would have been like, oh, this is something I could totally go out for. And I nailed it. Like, even if I don't book it, I'm so proud of that audition. Like, I, it was something that I got to really play around with and that I put a lot of, I just dove in. I think I've been getting really lazy and maybe this, I don't know if this happens to you at all. And then we'll get into our actual show for today. But I feel like I've leaned on not having auditions for so long. I'm a bit rusty and I've been sort of Mm. using my teleprompter as a crutch when I should be memorizing lines sometimes or at least more familiar with them. So I actually took the time this time to memorize, to come up with a little bit of a story for this character, to practice my accent, to like get into character. And you know what? It showed, it showed. So you Mm. put time into it, you might get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, um, I can't say I relate because I usually work in prompter for hosting, but acting is a very different story. What I have noticed though, is that as I'm going on more auditions now, especially since I've intentionally looked for less work since I am so busy these days, when there is like a really good opportunity that I'm going for, I kind of psych myself out more than necessary. Like when you're going for auditions all the time, it's just like, all right, let me bang out three of these in a day. But now it's like, oh man, maybe let me clear out Wednesday from like my audition day. And I'll let me do my laundry first and like set my life up. And you kind of psych yourself out a little bit by making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. So it's good to get back into that routine. Uh, Cause like you said, rust can be, can be really bad. So we're back and we're also talking about when to quit. So yes, here we go. All good things. Let's pivot a little bit. You know, we are ending this show and like, when do you end your career in this industry? That's the topic for today. So Mike, I'm sure you've had a lot of friends that you sort of worked alongside of. Uh, I definitely went to school with a lot of people pursuing a career in the arts that are no more. Um, and I will say for the most part, those that stuck with it have had some level of success. Like I went to school with people who I am seeing on the big screen, the small screen, Um, you know, we've name dropped on here before, but like a lot of people that I went to school with that were persistent, even some of the smaller names, like I checked out a couple of their, you know, Instagrams the other day, they're working, they're doing like what I'm doing. So persistency, dedication, hard work, like not giving up, right? We've, we talked about that already on this show today. It's really key. If you want to do this and you're willing to work for it. Um, and you got some natural gift of some sort, like I really believe you can make it happen. Um, but sometimes you just get bogged down a bit by other priorities, other things. And that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And let me, let me flip it on you, Sarah, because I definitely agree. There are people I, you know, I graduated with a couple hundred kids out of Syracuse that got the same degree I did with the same dreams I did. And there's maybe like four or five of them still on camera. But before we get to, I guess, lessons that I've taken from those people externally, because spoiler alert, we haven't given up, right? We're still doing this. It's the reason that we're quitting the show is because we're being so busy with what what we're chasing after all these years. But let me ask you, Sarah, have you ever, and I'm sure you have, so maybe the better question is how many times have you thought in the past about giving this up? And I'll answer this question too, but... Did you ever think seriously, wow, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I have to try something different for a career. Maybe this is not the life that I'm going to live. Have you ever been like that close to hanging it up? I have not been that close. Really? Yep. I, yeah, I think there are times when I reached for other survival jobs. Like when I was in my twenties, I got my real estate license because I basically was like, I can't make hospitality work anymore. So I did that for a short time, but it was never, oh, I'm going to give up acting for real estate. It was, I'm going to give up bartending for real estate. 
Um, and then, you know, I did event planning for a little while. Um, I definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely had the conversation with myself. Like, what am I doing? Am I actually good? That sort of imposter syndrome that pops up even still, like I got into a tailspin the other day where I was looking at this other woman's self tapes who's had some recent success. And I like found her YouTube channel. I was looking at her tapes and I'm like, God, she's naturally so gifted. And I don't know if I have that talent, like as an actress, as a, even as a host, sometimes I doubt myself. Like I'll watch, like, let's say you, and you can just keep going and going. And sometimes I feel like oh, I can't thank you. do that. And that's, that's just negative self-talk. Yeah. I absolutely can do that. Um, but I'll get into that. And it, it really happens a lot more with my acting work. Like, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I can't cry on cue all the time. So maybe I suck, you know, like that. And it's like, so, all right. So I guess maybe I'll just pivot my dream to just being a host or maybe, and then, then it goes into, okay, well, if I haven't achieved success as a, a host or an actress by, let's say, you know, the time I want to start a family or like whatever that magic number is, let's say 40, then I'm going to go and do something on QVC, right? I'll settle for that kind of a hosting job. It's never, I've never had the thought I'm going to leave this industry completely yet. Um, it's always like little promises that I'll make to myself sort of like, okay, if you hit 45 and you're ready for a family and you need some stability, you'll go audition to be one of the QVC hosts and like, that'll be that. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten there yet and I don't really have any firm number in my head as to what that age would be. And I think I don't need to at this point because things have really only gotten better. Um, I'm trying, I'm really trying to think if there was ever a moment where I'm like, I'm going to throw in the towel on all of this. And I think the closest I ever got to that was when I was in a relationship that was pretty toxic and he was sort of saying you I don't want you to be doing this mm -hmm. um, but it was never something that I had decided for myself because I didn't believe in myself anymore how about you I'll take it in reverse because I, I had a similar experience with my most recent ex-girlfriend who uh, would ask me a lot eh, eh, you know what's your future in this uh, you know it's, it's freelance really what you want to do kind of the rest of your life don't you want job security if we're going to stay together long term you know, I, I would prefer to have two steady incomes as opposed to kind of the up and down life that you lead. And she would ask me a lot, like, do you have a number if you get to 35? And I'm past 35 now, but this was at the time, you know, if we get to 35 and you're still where you are, will you reevaluate? If you get to 40, if we want to have kids someday, like when are you going to hit that mile marker that makes you think, is this what I want to keep doing or not? Um, the relationship ended a lot sooner than my career did. So I didn't have to worry about that now. And now thankfully things are going really well and I'm dating someone who's much more supportive uh, of me pursuing what I want to do. But I would say similar to you, I've questioned more if I'm good enough and how to stay in the industry, but doing different things. That yeah. was, I've never, I've never thought, all right, I'm just going to completely get out of this and go be a teacher, or I'm going to completely get out of this and go, you know, work in PR. And that's something that I think I could be good at. People always tell me, oh, you should be a speech writer. You should get into marketing. You should do communications, go like edit books or something, you know, anything like verbal, right? Cause that's something I've been good at since I was a kid. 
But what I always thought about was, well, if I can't make it as a host, what about a producer? My dream is to be on camera or on the microphone, but what if I can still make good content or create good stories from behind the camera and maybe write for other people that are more talented than me to deliver it? So it was always, like you said, staying in the business, but just doing different things, maybe not what I love to do, but still being involved in, um, in things that I love being sort of in the universe of. I'd say the only time that I got really that close to, to just scrapping my on-air stuff altogether was after um, Little Things, our former uh, employer of us both shut down altogether. And you were gone from there before me, but then a few months later, the whole company shut down and I couldn't get work for the life of me. For like nine months, this is after I went from hosting a show live on Facebook to like 300,000 viewers every single day, five days a week, to now nothing. And like nobody wanted me, I applied for, I, I still have the notebook, over 250 jobs over nine months, auditions, on air, everything and, and nothing. And that's the time when I started thinking, man, I'm now in my early 30s. No one seems to be liking me. What's the deal? Maybe it's just, you know, the, the, the business has passed me by or I'm not as good as I thought I was. And that's when I got really close. Then luckily I won the game show. I was on pyramid and won like, you know, $150,000, which allowed me to buy myself some more time literally and not worry about finances. Cause there was one job that I almost took right before I got that show where I would be doing a lot more producing and writing and very little on air stuff. And it would have been full time and everything. And I decided not to take it because I said, you know what, let me give myself a little bit more time, see if something happens. And then wouldn't you know it, the Mets came back at that point and asked me if I wanted to audition for the job I have now um, a few years ago. And that's now led to even more and more opportunities. So um, thank you, Bobby Moynihan and John Lovitz for helping me win that money, I guess, to get me back from the edge of, of giving up. It allowed me that time to, to wait and not be stuck doing something I didn't want to do. But yeah, you start to wonder, right? And, and you know, if people aren't responding to me or I keep getting rejected, Am I as good as I think I am? The imposter syndrome, like you said. And I think you really have to have that belief in yourself. And now I guess we can talk more about that persistence. If you truly, honestly, and it's one of those things, I don't know how you feel about this, Sarah, but it's one of those things where like, you can tell sometimes deep, like deep down, if you're that good at something or if you have that natural gift, I think self-awareness is a huge uh, tool to have in this business. But I think you know if you're legitimately good enough to keep going. Do you agree? Yes, I think it's interesting because I really do think hard work beats talent. I do 100% hard work and some luck can totally beat talent. Like, I mean, you see some of the people who are on air or like whatever. I don't necessarily think that there are some very talented people out there. And then there's some people who are like a little bit less talented that are very pretty or they knew someone they were born in the, like, you know, and then there are just people that just stuck it out. And I think I am to the point where I don't think I, I don't, I don't believe that I am, and maybe this is on me and maybe I just need someone to, maybe I need more self-worth, but I don't, I don't believe that I am the best in the industry. I'm not the best. I'm good. I'm good at what I do. I'm, I'm good enough. And I believe in that. And that's enough for me. Like, because I love what I do. I'm, I'm good enough at it. And I have the heart, I have the work ethic that's necessary. And at this point, I have enough of a package with those things that I know I can make an I can make a career out of this for the rest of my life. I really believe that. Like I know how to find myself jobs, even if I don't have an agent. There's plenty of work that I see all the time 
that I'm just not taking now because I don't need it. Um, and you know, I, of course people are probably like, oh, well, wouldn't you get older? And then you'd probably out of some of that age bracket. Nope. I still think that by that time, then there's even a lesser pool of people who are trying to get those jobs. Good point. Um, so I, I, I really believe, um, like I, again, it's not that I'm questioning my talent and I think I, there, I have so much to offer and like, and, and there is a lot of natural talent there, but I'm not. Do I think I'm Meryl Streep? No, like I don't. Like, you know, I just don't. Um, do I think I can continue to work on myself, get better? Of course, like absolutely. And I, and I will be doing that. And like, you know, what I talked about earlier in the show is just the thing. It's like, if I take the time to dive into my craft a little bit, I'm like, oh shit. I watched that tape back. I was so proud. I'm like, oh, I am good. Like, I am really good at this. I can do this. So it's like when I take that pride in myself, when I can recognize my, my, my abilities, but like, that paired with the hard work and being smart about the business. A lot of this battle is being smart and learning this business. That is why we put together this podcast to begin with. If you can learn this business and learn how to do it and you don't let all of the rejection get to you and you have enough self-worth and belief in yourself, even if again, you don't believe you're the, yes, you have the self-awareness to know, you know what, maybe I'm not number one in this industry, but like I'm good enough, right? Then. I, I think you can do it. I really think you can do it. And that comes down even to small things like presenting yourself. And this is me with the hosting side. There are people I know in the business who have hit kind of a ceiling in terms of, let's say, local news, right? And their dream was to host in New York or in LA or, or a national network. And they're stuck at market 40 or 50, which again, it's a good living. And if you're happy, you know, working in some of those towns, you can make a really good life there. But they're wondering why, why am I not getting looked at by these, these higher things? I think I have the talent. I think I do work hard, but it's that not wanting to learn the business or the self-awareness to improve yourself. Maybe you still have a haircut that looks like it came out in 1997. Maybe you haven't updated your website. Maybe you have no social media presence. Maybe you're asking a line of questioning that feels like it came from 20 years ago and, and everyone's looking for what's next in the evolution of the business. Maybe you just dress, you haven't bought a new suit in 25 years and you show up for these auditions and people are like, this person, we're not taking them seriously. So it's, it's knowing the trends of the business and knowing what to keep up with. It, you know, I like to say, oh, I'm not on TikTok. And that's just a personal choice because I just don't have the time to devote to one more thing. But I'm not someone that's going to say, oh, TikTok sucks. I'm there. I would never do something on there. No, you have to know that, hey, this is kind of where that kind of content, bite-sized, whatever, is where the industry is going, as an example, right? But I think, like you said, knowing the business is a, is a huge uh, part of of your success if you're willing to do that. I do also think you need to be super aware of these external cues. And the one thing that always kept me going when I was like in that really dark time, and there have been other times that I've been unemployed, just not for that long. It's like, are you getting enough positive reinforcement from people who don't know you yeah. to show you that, okay, I am good at this. And, you know, every audition, you know, I, I wouldn't land these jobs and I would at least be getting callbacks or I had to go on to like step three or four of the audition process and they picked someone else for whatever reason. Or I would get nominated for like an award for content I was making myself. I'm like, wow, well, if this organization thinks the stuff I'm shooting on my YouTube on my iPhone is good enough to nominate me for something, then I've got to be good enough to get a job sometime, right? And I think if you're in that spot where you're not getting any callbacks or you're not getting anyone giving you positive reinforcement or you're not getting anything that gives you a hint that maybe you are good at this, then sometimes you got to take a tough look in the mirror and no matter how much hard work you're putting in, 
if the world's telling you, hey, this ain't working, you also got to be realistic about not throwing, you know, good energy after bad. Absolutely. I think that's that's where with imposter syndrome, I can basically say, okay, am I really this smart? And do people really feel this bad for me that they will have hired me for all of these things? They will have called me back just because, again, it's out of pity or I have manipulated yeah. them in some way. No, like, you know, I have a career that sometimes is on, sometimes is off. That is the nature of the business. But like, I get enough, you know, let's take a look at how many callbacks or whatever I get from these 10 auditions. Like it might not be any this time, who knows? But that means that in the next 10, I 100% will, will get something. Um, that's just how it works. So yeah, and I mean, it's feedback is super important. I, you know, when I was with, in acting class the last time, you know, I had an acting teacher who was like, you're phenomenal. Like, and that was really helpful. And so much so that he recommended me to an agent like that is, you're not going to do that if you don't believe in someone's ability. And you know, my current job that I'm in right now, like I just got great feedback. They're like, we're super happy with you. We want to keep you happy. So what, what will it take to keep you happy? That's how I know I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm doing an okay job. And, and I think, yeah, it is important to get feedback from neutral people, people who aren't your parents or your friends. You, that you took my next point out of my mouth because when I was first starting in this and after college, I would always send my tapes for feedback to my friends, to my family. And no one's going to tell you, Mike, you suck. Your grandma's going to tell you, this is amazing. It's the best thing I've ever seen. You should be hosting Jeopardy or Good Morning America. You need those acting teachers or the, the hosts or your old professors or an agent, someone to shoot it to you straight. Mike, if you had someone come to you as a client for your business and they didn't display any talent whatsoever, would you give them the cold hard truth? Would you try to, I mean, I guess you would try to improve them first and make sure there was not any potential room for growth. Like what would you do in that situation? I'd always like to give somebody a chance because yeah. I'm assuming this is someone I've never met before, right? It's a stranger. They've come to me for this exact reason, right? And I would want that for myself. So I've talked to other people I know who do similar business to this. And they'll say, after, if I meet with the person once and I can tell they don't have it, I'm not going to take them on as a client. I think that's unfair. I would at least try and work with this person to see if there's any any water we can squeeze out of that sponge. But after a certain point, I think part of what you would pay me for is that that honesty, right? And maybe that suggestion of what else you could do to stay doing what you love, but maybe temper those expectations a little bit. We're all looking for the truth, right? Yeah, I mean, so let's look at some of our friends who we lost along the way. <laughs> the in memoriam segment. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I. I don't necessarily have any specific examples. I'll just talk, I guess, real quick in general about some people I went to school with, you know, who just decided, yeah, that they didn't have the, that their priorities in life were not the, aligned with a career in entertainment. So people who wanted families, who the city was too much for them and they wanted to live in the suburbs, um, you know, who just were like, okay, I'm going to move to the suburbs. I'm going to get a career in real estate. I'm going to use that as an example because there's a specific person I have in mind. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, they left. And it's a lot of times, yeah, they want job stability. They want future stability. They want, they want something that they recognize the entertainment industry, the media industry can't provide for them or at least guarantee um, not that any industry, I guess, can guarantee it, but it's a, it's a quite a different experience. So 
I think that is the biggest thing. Um, the life, this life is not for everyone. And I think people along the way realize that. And for me, that's been the biggest thing that I have seen deter people from pursuing or living the damn dream. We're not ending the show yet. That was a good, that was a good ending like you normally do. But no, I think it, for me, it, it falls into a couple different camps. Number one, it's like you said, people, you know, who, who along the way that we've lost, they realized that there were better opportunities elsewhere for their life, right? Whether that's more money. Oh, I don't want to host and make 500 bucks a month. I would rather do something else, get into sales and make more money. Or they want to start a family or they want to live somewhere else. So certainly that where their life choices supersede their career choices and they decide that's the route I want to go. That's one thing. Another thing is realizing they just don't like it. Like you said, the lifestyle is not for them, but I know a lot of people that, you know, when they got into college for hosting, they had dreams of being this next amazing TV personality. Then they realize, oh, I actually don't like talking on camera. I don't like the scrutiny that comes with it. I don't like having to wear makeup all the time. I don't like, you know, whatever, pick your thing. I'd rather work behind the scenes. I'd rather have better hours. I'd rather, you know, whatever. And they just realize something else in the industry they enjoy. There's passion there for it more than that. And then there are the ones who just weren't good enough. You know, I'll, I'll be frank. There are the people, and I, I know some of them that started with me, had similar jobs to me at the beginning, but as the cream rises and you're going for those next promotions or that next bigger market or that next bigger job and they just stop getting those jobs. And if you're stuck at level A when all your peers are kind of moving to BCD and whatever, then you start to realize, oh, maybe maybe this this just isn't what, I, what I'm good at. And then all those other things start happening because it's much easier to make no money when you're 21 than it is when you're 26, 27, looking to settle down. And then the decision kind of gets made for you. So it's a bit of process of elimination and survival of the fittest in there in that last group. And then all the other stuff about life comes into play as well, whether you've found a partner that wants to settle down or you need more income or you have a kid to raise or you just want to move somewhere different. Um, you know, eventually that catches up to you, but if you're not getting that work, then those choices will get made for you a lot faster than maybe you anticipated. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. So, yeah. And, and one last thing, if it's not fun anymore, right? I think that's oh, something yeah. that, you know, people feel like they have to stick with a passion project because they're going to let themselves down if they quit. But if you've always wanted to be an actor, you've always wanted to be a host, you've always wanted to be whatever, like pick anything. And you realize after 10 years, this really sucks. Like I hate waking up in the morning. I can't do this anymore. Maybe that's the time to start reevaluating whether you need to be doing something different in life. Cause we only get one ride here. So you might as well enjoy it as much as you can. Absolutely. I mean, I, rem I still remember like, and I hear this all the time, you know, if you could be doing anything else, yeah, if you could see yourself doing anything else, do that because it's not easy. It's not easy. So you got to love it, you know, and I do, I love the adventure as much as we've talked about this in previous episodes, you know, like as much as the not knowing can be so hard and the lack of structure and the unpredictability and not working for months can be really, really a struggle it's also the part of the industry that I love. Like, I think yeah. it's very exciting and, you know, being gifted a new project is like one of the best feelings in the world. When you book something, I mean, especially something that you're excited about, you're like, yes, like it is, I love sitting in those, I love knowing that I have 10 tapes out there right now. And I'm like, ooh, like, will I get one? I right. don't know. Yeah. Like, it's as much about the job for me as it is the process and then being on set and, do, you know, I love, 
every aspect of it. So yeah, I think that's first and foremost, like if it's not fun anymore, and this is for anyone in their life, if it's not fun for you anymore, and you could potentially see yourself doing something else, like maybe give that some thought. Like I understand, we understand that there's so many factors at play in the stability of course. and that, but at least like, I think you owe it to yourself to really like sit with that for a moment, consider the possibility because yeah, you get, you get one opportunity, might as well make it, might as well make it fun. Well, I think we covered that and hopefully we've inspired you to either keep going or stop going depending on your situation and whatever you're dealing with. But one thing that I'm definitely going to miss about not doing this show, Sarah, are the casting calls of the week and the crazy, ridiculous, uh, hilarious, sometimes insulting things that we deal with when trying to find work in this business. So um, you've got a couple. Uh, would you like to go first? I'll let you have the choice. Or would you like to go second in the last the last round of these? Mine are kind of silly. I'll, I can do mine first. So All right, fire away. The first one is, uh, I don't really know what it is, which is <laughs> the problem. It was the name of the casting call that really intrigued me. Uh, this is from Backstage, which I think for the most part has had the bulk of my fun ones on here. Yeah. It just says erotic vegetation. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> product, production description, casting erotic vegetation, a photo session. Um, they're looking for a model or maybe several because it says all genders, 22 to 35, um, nudity or semi nudity required. Um, it shoots in Staten Island and you get $50, but I can't tell you what you're doing. You probably are posing with vegetables or <laughs> erotically. Um, a garden and you're showing your lady and male parts. Um, that's all I know. But if you're willing to do that or something similar for 50 bucks in Staten Island, this is the gig for you. Wow. Um, lots of egg, lots of eggplants, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. Um, so my second one is also pretty hilarious. Okay. Mock funeral procession pallbearers. Seeking pallbearers for a mock funeral procession along Fifth Avenue. You will carry a plexiglass casket on your shoulders with a live human inside of it. Oh, boy. From Fifth Avenue and 60th to 42nd. We will have eight pallbearers carrying a total of approximately 225 pounds. You must be between 6'1 and 6'3. Relatively strong, in good shape. Dressed completely in black, including shoes and socks. Um, and you get $100 cash. So I don't, again, quite understand what this is for. Although I will shout out a sketch show I just started watching that this is making me think of. I think you should leave, Tim Robinson. Yes, <laughs> yes Cop TV, Coffin Flops. That's the first thing I thought of when you started talking about this. So maybe they're doing some sort of um, secondary Coffin Flops, Corn Cop TV sketch. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it doesn't mention you. At least you're not the person falling out of the castle. Right. Um, you'll just be carrying it. But yes, I don't know. I don't know what it's for, but it was too funny not to bring to Cast and Calls of the Week. Oh, that's great. I love it. And, and if you like absurd humor, then um, watch I Think You Should Leave Too, because it is an incredible show. 
Um, this one I found this week and it was also on Backstage. So thank you, Backstage, for providing us free content all the time. And it was perfect. It almost felt like, wow, this was made just for our final episode because it kind of encapsulates how ridiculous all these things can be. The posting title is simply Reality TV. And TV is in lowercase. So it just looks already like a third grader put this out there. The role is Reality Talent ages 18 to 100, all ethnicities, required skills are comedy and sight singing. I don't even know what sight singing is, but it's a thing. Is that a thing? It is a thing. It's being able to read music. Oh, okay, fine. And that's it. Doesn't tell you anything else about the job or what you're doing. It says the name of the company, Milestone. I looked it up. Good luck finding anything about them. Description, online reality host. That's it. Production location, location is online. That's it. Pays monthly, no contract. Professional pay between $300 and $10,000 per month. Wow. Great, right? But that's it. There's no, there's no description of what the job is, where it's going to air, what they're looking for, what you're going to be doing, uh, what skills you need besides reading music, I guess. Is it a short form? Is it long? Is it live? Is it whatever? Absolutely nothing there. And that's a lot of the shit we have to sift through when we're looking for real genuine work that we have to put up with, with all this crazy stuff that's out there. But still, somehow we've made it and we're busy enough that we have to stop this show, but continue our careers. And, um, and that's, that's our casting calls of the week and of the, uh, of the series, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Mike, do you have any final words? I, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened all the way through or you know what, if you just got through this episode and you made it to this part, <laughs> we thank you too. Um, but seriously, I mean, this has been such a great project. I, I never had done a podcast, um, you know, so thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Mike. <laughs> I feel like I'm hearing like a goodbye speech. Um, but like, you know, Mike reached out. Um, it was, it's been great. It's been so awesome to reflect on these experiences and be able to hopefully turn some of our stories mike i'm seriously getting like choked up right you guys now. can't see her but i can see what sarah and her eyes are getting a little watery and she's starting to hold back tears a little bit this is real mike reached out and you know i suggested this and i cannot believe that we've done it for almost two years and it, it does feel like goodbye it's my first podcast and so I'm saying goodbye to that. I'm literally crying right now, guys. So you can't see it. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. Um, <laughs> hold on. I actually need to take a video of this for, um, <laughs> hold on, because I have um, a reel that I'm shooting later this week where I need uh, to There you go. So just, you can you can talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this <laughs> is your teary goodbye. So I'm not going to interrupt that. No, I mean, it's, it's, oh god i don't even know if this is it's not, it doesn't even look like i'm crying in this video that i'm shooting that's really funny okay so we're gonna stop that and that helps distract myself from <laughs> the fact that i am crying but no i just like you know it's been it's been an incredible opportunity to sort of take all of our experiences turn them into something useful and even like cathartic for me i think to talk about some of these things um so thanks to everyone for listening um and you know mike thank you so much for putting this all together i know i helped a little bit but you know you were definitely someone who did a lot of the work here and so 
I'm rambling now. Can you help me? <laughs> uh, well, I'll thank you back. Cause you know, when I reached out, you very easily could have said, no, I'm not feeling it. Never done a podcast before, whatever. And, and you didn't, and you were down to chat and we got to make a lot of new friends from each other. Like now some of the people we've had on this show that you brought on, I see them on TV now like, oh yeah, that's my new buddy, you know, Johnny or Hannah or whatever. And, and it's great. And um, so thank you for that and for being a great partner. And we talked about this at length before where last year when you and I both had nothing to do really, this was something I looked forward to every week because it was kind of the only place that we could you know, have an outlet for our creativity and have other people um, enjoy it. And it was something to do during a, a really rough year. So, so thanks for being a good pod partner. And then of course, thanks to all of you guys listening, whether you've heard every single episode, whether you heard the first one and now just the last one, whether you've kind of checked in and out um, throughout the way, hopefully you learned something, hopefully you laughed, hopefully you thought some things you hadn't thought to think before. Um, hope you enjoyed it. That was it. And hope you continue to follow along with us as we continue along the way. I'm sure this ain't it for me and Sarah doing something together. You know, we'll get the band back together somehow, some way at some point and hope you guys are there for that. But until then, just keep, keep in touch. Um, let us know if you're chasing any of your dreams, whatever those are, especially in this industry. We'd love to hear uh, how you guys do and where you go and how you grow because it's helped us a lot hearing from you to this point. So let's not stop that. And yeah, make your own content, take control yeah. of your lives, whether it's a podcast or for social media, whatever it might be, you know, pursue those passions. You can do it. We believe in you and keep living. Take us home, Sarah. This Good is your last dance. one. Don't blow it. Dream. All right. Awesome. Well, that was fun. Last one. Of